confidence because hallelujah hallelujah amen there is a flow and a calling of the holy ghost that's in this house tonight do you believe that amen hallelujah god is going to do great and mighty things in the holy ghost i do believe in jesus name amen there is a call that's going out if you'll listen tonight to the word of god goes forth amen i believe god will call to you in jesus name so if you turn with me in your bibles to jeremiah chapter 33 in verse 3, a familiar portion of scripture that you may be able to quote, it'll be the only verse that I read for a text at the very beginning here. Empower our children, for the Darius is waiting very patiently back there for you, waving his hands at me. So you are released to go to power hour. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, it says this, call unto me. And I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is anointed. Now I ask that you would anoint your messenger now in the name of Jesus, that you would hide me under the shadow of your cross. And Lord, I ask that you would speak to somebody's heart, speak to somebody's mind, draw us, call us. God, help us, Lord Jesus, uh, to answer the call, I pray, in the name of Jesus. We'll be quick to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for what you do in this place tonight. Uh, in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. For just a little while, I want to speak on this topic. You have to call to get an answer. Amen. You have to call to get an answer. The first part of the text that we read were words that were spoken by the prophet Jeremiah while he was imprisoned in the king's court. Jeremiah, his world was in crisis. It seemed like he, he would not be able to help his people due to the restrictions that he was under. While he was in lockdown, while he was in prison, God speaks to Jeremiah and says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Amen. He wasn't in the best of situations, but God was still speaking. Many may have felt isolated and restricted over the last several months due to COVID-19. But we cannot allow this pandemic to dictate what is going to happen around us. Amen. God has always showed up in the toughest of times and situations for his people. You can go to the word of God and you can read the story of Daniel in the lion's den in Daniel chapter 6. And you can see how he was set up. He did the right thing. He was praying three times a day, and he was doing what God had called him to do, but he was set up by some evil people. Amen. He was thrown into a den of lions, but you know what? God did not leave him in the den of lions. God shut up the mouths of the lions, and God prepared a way for Daniel. And not only did God prepare a way for Daniel, God prepared a way for the people of Israel. Hallelujah. God always shows up. Hallelujah. You know the story of Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3. You know how they wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, and ultimately they did not burn because they stood up for Jesus in a very troublesome time. 
In a time when nobody else was standing up and shining a light, in a time where others were afraid, they would stand up and say, hey, I know who the one true God is, and you're not going to get me to bow to any idols. And because of that, you know that God showed up as the fourth man in the fire. Though the fire may have been turned up seven times hotter, it didn't matter. The fourth man in the fire showed up, and there was a miracle that happened. God always shows up in troublesome situations. You know the story of Paul and Silas. Pastor talked about it this past Sunday night in Acts chapter 16. Amen. They were in a pinch. But they begin to praise and magnify and lift up the name of Jesus. And God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. If you'll begin to magnify and praise and lift up the name of Jesus, no matter how dark the night, uh, no matter that it may look like midnight, uh, it may look like things are over for you, but if you'll do it, God will come out in a big way, and he'll not only loose your chains, but he'll loose the chains of those that are around you. Hallelujah. You know the story of Peter in prison in Acts chapter 12. The church began to pray, and they began to call on God. And there was Peter getting ready to be executed. But when the church began to pray, there was an angel that showed up, and he released Peter from prison. Come on, that angel didn't die. That same angel, amen, is around here tonight. That same angel, amen, is doing God's work even now in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter how dark the night. You still save the same, serve the same God who created the heavens and earth, who has the same power of all these stories that we just talked about that are in the Bible. They're not just stories there for us to read as a bedtime story to our children, but they are stories to encourage us to realize that we serve a God with power and with might. No matter the situation, no matter the problem, no matter the obstacle, no matter COVID-19 or not, you've got a God who will take you all the way through, and he won't just take you through but he'll take you over in a mighty way he'll be the fourth man that shows up in the fire <laughs> hallelujah those are just a few examples of when God shows up the Bible lets us know that there are great and mighty things that happen when we call upon God Psalms 50 and 15 says and call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 91 and 15 says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Who's he going to do that for? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Who's he going to do that for? He that has made the Lord his refuge and his habitation. The Lord, the Most High, his habitation. That's who he's going to do it for. When you call upon him, God is going to answer Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost up in here tonight. I feel the power of the Lord Jesus Christ here. Hallelujah. Psalms 145 and 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that call on him to all that call upon him in truth. Is there anybody, amen, that would call upon the Lord tonight? Because if you call upon him, the Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him in truth. Isaiah 55, 6-7 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. 
Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Come on, I'm telling you tonight, it doesn't matter how bleak the night, it doesn't matter how bad your situation is, the Lord will abundantly pardon you if you will call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29 and 12 says, Then shall ye call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Joel 2 and 32 says, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. Do you need to be delivered tonight? You can call upon the name of the Lord. You can call upon the name of the Lord and he will deliver you in Jesus' name. You see, there are answers that God has for this day. There are answers that God has for the hour in which we live. In this midnight hour, there are miracles that God wants to do as we call upon him. There are places in the spirit. Come on, somebody hear me right now. There are places in the spirit that you have not gone here before that God wants to bring you to when you begin to call upon him. Psalms 42 and 7 says, Deep calleth unto deep. At the noise of thy water spouts, all thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Amen. There are deep things that are God calling to those that have a deep desire for God to learn more about God and His ways. There's something in the Spirit right now. There's a current in the Spirit that is calling out right now. Deep is calling to deep. There's something deep right now. If you want to go deeper into the Holy Ghost, God is calling to those that have a deep desire, that have something inside of them. Says God, I am not satisfied where I am. I refuse to be comfortable where I'm at. God, I'm going to step out in anointing and power. And God, I am going to respond to the call hallelujah Woo! in John 14 and 12 Jesus said verily verily I say unto you he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father greater works you know as I've, I've mentioned it and many of you know that in January I had the opportunity, actually with some of your help, to go to the nation of Bangladesh. It was in January that I saw at least 7,000 miracles. Brother Darius was with me as well. 7,000 miracles that took place in Bangladesh. And saw at least 7,000 people that were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, speaking with tongues, uh, receiving the Holy Ghost for the first time. I don't ever want that to get old. Come on. I read of a 3,000-soul revival in the book of Acts. I read about a 5,000-soul revival. But I don't see a 7,000-soul revival necessarily mentioned in the book of Acts. Hey, man, I believe that God has given us greater than moments, that God is opening a door of revival. Come on, he has opened a greater than door of revival. Greater works shall you do. Come on, in the name of Jesus, begin to believe that God wants to do greater, not just through me, not just through pastor, but God wants to do greater works through each and every one of us that are sitting here or listening online. There are greater works that God has for you to do. Hallelujah. I think we can all agree that we are living in the last days. 
It's very clear if you read the Bible that we are living in the last days. Acts chapter 2, verses 17 and 18 say, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. That's where we're at right now. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters. Come on, that's what's beginning to happen right now in this church. You may not realize it, but your sons and your daughters uh, are beginning to prophesy in the name of Jesus uh, under the unction and power of the Holy Ghost. Brother Josiah, when you begin to preach on Sunday night, uh, there's something that came out of your lips uh, more than just words. Uh, more than just words, my friend. Uh, the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost uh, was speaking to our hearts. Uh, I saw tears uh, coming out of people's eyes uh, as you begin to witness. Come on, your sons and your daughters. Uh, hallelujah. That's what's happening because we're living in the last days. Hallelujah. They shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. That's what's happening in these last days. That is what's happening in these last days. It shall come to pass. It's a word that God already gave. His word does not lie. It shall come to pass. God wants to give us more of the greater than moments. Whether you're watching online tonight or you're in this house, I want to tell you just like it was when the word was given to Jeremiah, that your place of isolation and your place of separation, maybe even due to this global pandemic, could be the very vehicle that God is trying to use to get you to a place uh, where he can show you great and mighty things uh, which you would have, would have never known on your own. To bring you to a place uh, of understanding in him that you had never got to if God hadn't just said, hey, just a minute, let's take a time out. Come on. 1 Corinthians 12 and 31 says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. To covet, you know what it means. It means to yearn, to possess, or have something. And the Bible says to covet earnestly the best gifts. Amen. When you desire to possess the best gifts, God will show you a more excellent way. There are greater, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There are greater things to be had in the Spirit of God. But you have to desire to possess it. You have to have something that says, God, I'm going to pursue it. I need it. I crave it. I can't live without it. And then God says, I'll give it to you. It's a more excellent way. It'll bring forth a greater revival because people will come from the streets to be healed. The blind and the lame and the sick will come and they'll be healed. A more excellent way. Hallelujah. Another translation says, but you should be eager for the greater gifts. And now I will show you a way that is beyond comparison. How eager are you tonight for the gift of God? How eager are you to just go beyond where you are right now and say, God, I desire more. I crave more. Church, we cannot be lulled into a place of comfortability. But we must be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We have got to press. I'm here to tell somebody tonight that, that spiritual comfortability will lead you to spiritual mediocrity. 
We cannot afford to give a mediocre representation of Jesus to this world. This world deserves better. I deserve to give my friends better than that, than mediocre. So I have to say, God, I'm going to give you more than a mediocre chance. God, I'm going to say, whatever you have for me, whatever it is, I open myself up to you. I open my spirit up to you. And I say, God, I'm answering the call. And I know that if I will call upon you, you will answer. But you've got to call to answer tonight. You've got to call to get an answer. You've got to call upon the Lord. We must step out of our comfort zones and call upon God. You know it and I know it. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit saith the Lord. Those are not my words. Those are God's words. You can't do it by the arm of the flesh. You and I have to carve out time for that secret place with God. Amen. The answer that you're looking for is not coming by anything that you can do on your own. Your answer is not coming from a self-help book. It's not coming from a program. Amen. Your answer is coming by the Spirit. But you've got to plug into the Spirit to get your answer. John chapter 3 tells us that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You're not going to get something unnaturally. But if you get in the spirit, you will get things of the spirit. But if you continue to go after the flesh, you will get things of the flesh. It's the word of God. You're not going to get the right answer on your own. But you've got to call on God to get an answer. Amen. I'm not going to be that long. This past Sunday night, there were people calling on God, and he was answering. I believe that there was miracles happening in this place. I believe that there was giftings being deposited into people's spirits in this place. There was a flow of the Holy Ghost here. Living water was flowing in this house on Sunday night. Do you believe that? John 7, 38 and 39 says, He that believeth on me, as the Scriptures hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. You see, in this passage, Jesus was prophesying of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that was to come. I believe that we must be born of the water and of the Spirit to make it to heaven. The Bible does make it clear that speaking with tongues is the evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and of Christ coming to live, His Spirit coming to live inside of you. However, God never intended that you stop your experience right there. Speaking with tongues is just entry level when it comes to the flow of the Holy Ghost. It says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. There's a flow that comes out of you. It was entry level when you begin to speak with tongues. The Holy Ghost was intended to be a flow. You know, it's like when you're standing at a dam, at a lake or a river, and you're watching the water come through. The water's coming through, but oftentimes, by the power of the water, other things begin to flow through the dam. Right? You see stuff come through the dam, but they're all powered by the water, bringing it through the dam. The same thing happens in the spirit as you begin to call on God. Giftings are deposited into your spirit. And as you tap into the flow of the spirit, as you are empowered by the Holy Ghost, they began to flow out of you. 
Not just the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues, but other giftings begin to flow out of you. There should be a flow of the Holy Ghost in us uh, that goes beyond the initial evidence uh, of speaking with other tongues. Uh, when you call upon him, come on somebody, the Lord desires to bring you to a much deeper flow in the Holy Ghost tonight. Acts 2.39 says, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You see, there is a flow in the Holy Ghost there's a flow in the call that God of God that goes beyond the initial evidence of speaking with tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that tonight? It is the will of God that each and every one of us find the divine flow of the Holy Ghost for our lives and that we operate in it on a daily basis. Some people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they're good with that. That's fine. They're satisfied. They've got that experience. And they just go back to life as usual. They're satisfied with shutting off the flow of the Holy Ghost. Because that's what you're doing. And staying in a comfortable state. But for those who will call on God, there is a deeper place that God wants to take you. There is more. I feel the Holy Ghost. There is more for those that will call upon God tonight in this place and online. God has brought you to this place or he's led you to the website tonight to impart something into you because you are hungry for more of him. You didn't come here, I hope, just to do your menial duties, but you came because you were hungry for more of God. Hallelujah. You came because you desired more of him. Amen. There is a divine spirit of the Lord that desires to flow through each and every one of us, to use us in ways uh, that we've not experienced uh, up to this point uh, in our spiritual walk. Uh, there is something miraculous uh, that God desires to do in you uh, and in me. Uh, there's something miraculous uh, that God desires to do in this generation. Brother Alex, you were right on tonight. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. God has chosen you. For this end time hour. Because he knew what you could be. If you would just call upon him. God has chosen you. But you cannot. And I cannot stop short. By trying to do everything in the flesh. You see the things that we do in the flesh. We can take credit for. And we know the word of God tells us. That God will share his glory. With no other. And because of that. When we try to work in the flesh, we shut off the flow of the Holy Ghost. But when you get into the divine flow of the Holy Ghost, you'll not be able to explain everything that's happened because it's in the divine flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You, don't, you can't explain how the miraculous happens. Look at the life of Jesus when he tells somebody to put mud balls in their eyes and to go wash the pool of Siloam. You can't tell how the miraculous is going to happen. But when you get in the divine flow and you can hear the voice of God, God begins to speak. And you begin to speak as the oracle of God. And miracles begin to take place when you're in the divine flow of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you're in the divine flow of the Holy Ghost... God gets all the glory. When you are not, and I are not flowing in the Holy Ghost, this doesn't seem to be right. But when you're following the flow of the Holy Ghost, God is able to speak or do things 
that may not make sense. But because he is getting the glory, the miraculous takes place when we obey his voice. You know, walking in the flow of the Holy Ghost is not always easy. It's not always the most comfortable thing to do. I remember, I'm not that old, but I remember in my younger ministry, when I, as I begot, began to get going to preach and give my life to God and say, God, whatever you want, I'll do it, and not just get hung up in music. I remember how God began to show me that people were about to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it freaked me out. I wasn't comfortable with that. I said, God, that's what pastor does. You tell him that person needs the Holy Ghost, and he can go lay hands on them, but that's not what I do. Right? Because it's not a comfortable place to be in. I can remember when God started using me in that way, and, and I remember one day... My dad was over here in the school, and for whatever reason, I was there too. I don't remember what's going on, but I do remember the conversation. And I remember being a little freaked out by it. And I said, Dad, I don't understand. Sometimes I know that people are going to get the Holy Ghost before they do. God just shows that to me. And he said something like this. He said, son, I've seen that. He said, that's a gift that God gave me a long time ago. And I've seen that gifting in you. Just keep using it, and it will get easier. That's how the flow of the Holy Ghost works. It might not be the easy thing to do, but when you step out and start doing it, it becomes easy. It becomes the normal. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. God's speaking to somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why Acts 1 and 8 says, And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You have power if you have the Spirit of God inside of you. But we have to learn to walk in the flow of the Holy Ghost. You know, somebody, I heard somebody say that learning to walk in the flow of the Holy Ghost in its beginning stages is kind of like jet lag. When you have jet lag, it's because you've traveled thousands of miles and your body just can't keep up. I've been there, traveled to Bangladesh or the Philippines. My body felt like I was probably 60 years old. I don't know what it would be like then, but 65. No pun intended. Oh, I'm in trouble now. 98. Just kidding. Uh, uh, hallelujah. But you know, some of you have traveled and you've experienced jet lag. You're in a state where your body feels awkward. And your body is trying to catch up to all the mileage that you put on. You see, it's the same way. The same thing happens in the flow of the Spirit. If you will stay in the call of God, you may feel awkward and out of place at times, but there will come a time when your spirit catches up to the flow of the Holy Ghost. It will begin to make sense, and you will begin to operate in the level that God has designed you to operate in. The flow is in the call. But it's time for somebody tonight in this house to answer the call of God. God's been calling to you even in the night, in your prayers. I mean, God's been speaking to you and you've been kind of putting it off a little bit, but there is something in the call. If you'll listen to the call of God and you'll obey the call of God, you'll never go wrong. Answer the call of God. There's a calling of God on your life, but God is not going to force you into anything 
He's not going to force his call upon you, but you have got to answer. You must answer the call of God. See, our nation is at a very pivotal point in history. It's time for the church of a living God to stand up like we've never stood up before. It's time for the people of God to call on the Lord and to let him show us things in the spirit that we would not have known in the spirit. It's time to let God do what he does best and trust him. I'm reminded right now of the story that Brother, that Brother Hernandez told regarding Brother Libby. How that Brother Libby, how his conversion took place. That there was this outreach director that was in prayer one day and he was praying and seeking the face of God. Ready to go out on ministry that day and he got up to leave and go where he normally would go and visit people. And God said, get back down on your knees. I got something to say to you. And he got back down on his knees and began to pray and seek the face of God. A little while longer, he got back up to leave again. And as he got ready to leave, God said, I'm not done yet. Get back down on your knees and begin to pray. And he got down on his knees. This happened three or four times where he would get down on his knees and pray. And finally he said, God, I'm not going to have time today to do the work that I need to get done for you. You've got to let me go. God, I'm not going to get anything accomplished if I don't leave. And I'm paraphrasing the story. So God said, okay, it's time. You can go now. And he goes and he gets in his car and God said, turn down this street. Take a right here. Take a left here. Tells him to stop. And he stops. Now go up and knock on that door. And he goes up and he knocks on the door. And Brother Ron Libby answers the door. Amen. They get a Bible study with him, and you know that he passes, pastored a powerful church in Maryland. Amen. That's the kind of thing that happens when we answer the call and listen to the voice of God. Things that you could have not known unless the Spirit would show them to you. That's why 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Is there anybody here tonight that calls themselves the people of God that would say, God, I hear the cry, I hear the call, and God, I'm going to respond. I'm hurrying forward. Our nation needs us to carve out time. With God, it's been said, and I'll say it again, the most powerful place of a Christian is on our knees before the Lord Jesus Christ. As referenced earlier, the first gift that God has for every person is the gift of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost is the engine to all of the other giftings God has for your life. In Acts chapter 2 and 21, it says, And it shall come to pass. That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then Peter went on in the same chapter to give the plan for New Testament salvation in Acts chapter 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise. Whether you're in this house or whether you are online right now, there's a gift that God has for you. It starts with a gift. It's the engine. The Holy Ghost is the engine that's going to begin to empower you with other giftings that will begin to show you things that you could not know except the Spirit would show them to you and reveal them to you. As I was praying 
and contemplating about how to end this message tonight. I believe God gave me a scripture in my mind. In Revelations 3 and 8 it says, and you know it probably, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. I'm going to stop right there. There's some people listening online. There's some people in here that you may feel your, like your strength is about to go. But God is about to empower you and to re-infuse you with the power of the Holy Ghost if you'll just but call on Him. You have a little strength, but you've kept the word of the Lord. He says, and kept my word and hast not denied my name. Amen. And then 1 Corinthians 16 and 9 says, For a great door, an effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. I feel like what the Holy Ghost was telling me tonight, the way to wrap this service up was simply this, that there was going to be a call of God that would go out, and it would be up to you to call upon him and get the answer back for where God wants to bring you. I felt like God was speaking and telling me that there was an open door, literally in the Spirit, that was opened up for you, for anybody that would want to walk through that open door, that giftings we deposited into your life like never before. Whether it be the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time, speaking with tongues, or whether it be the gifts of the Spirit that God wants to place in your life. But I know in the Holy Ghost that there is an open door that is set before us. We are in unprecedented times. It's been said time and time again because of the pandemic. But I do not say that we're in unprecedented times because of the pandemic. I say we're in unprecedented times because we are living in the last days. God did not only say that there would be perilous times in the last days, but He did say in the last days He would pour His Spirit out upon all flesh. He did say that there would be signs and wonders in the last days. And I know that we are living there. I don't just want to live a mundane life. I don't just want to be comfortable sitting where I've sat for the last 20 years. But I'm saying now, Lord Jesus, I want to walk and step through that open door that you placed before me. God, I hear very clearly the call of God. And Lord, I'm saying I'm not satisfied where I am. I'm not going to be comfortable stuck in this same place. My world can't afford me to be stuck in comfortability. And I can't afford to be stuck there. My family can't afford it. So God, I say I'm walking through the open door. And here's what I know, know that somebody needs to do in this place. And if you're at home, you can do the same thing or wherever you may be. You need to take a step of faith and walk through the open door and say, God, here I am. There's a young person that God's calling in this house tonight. I felt that when I was preaching. There's a young person that God is calling tonight. And he's been calling you, but it's time for you to commit and say, God, okay, I hear the call. But if you don't call upon God, you'll never get an answer. You have to call to get an answer. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. All over this place, if you desire in your heart to do more for Him, I want you to step out of your seat. 
Beyond you can social distance. Step out of your seat. There's a new one. Even if you just step into the aisle, take a step of faith. Step out of your seat. Take God. the Spirit I calling you the greater to gifts. go. So that you may show Walk me a more excellent way. The door. Here I am, Jesus. For the Lord will go before you. Here I am, Jesus. Into a greater power. Lord, right now, let the gift of faith be imparted. Let the gift of healing be imparted, God. Let the working of miracles be imparted, God. In the name of Jesus. So that we can reach our world, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Give us ever-increasing faith, Lord God. changes the days and years can bring. When God decides to lead you through an open door, inviting you to walk in realms you never known right before. Come call out with reckless abandon. On the open door. Don't care about what the person beside you thinks right now, but just begin to fresh call upon the Lord. Anointing. Hallelujah. Hear begin to the call upon his name and cry out to him. Earnestly. To go. Walk on through the door. For the Lord will go before you into a greater power you've never known before hear the spirit calling to wake the living dead to reach the huddled masses who cry out for living bread arise almighty army take up thy shield and sword for the father lifts his golden lamp beside the open door. Beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you unto a greater power you've never known before oh i said beyond the open door there's a new and fresh anointing hear the spirit calling you to go walk on through the door for the lord will go before you into a greater power you've never known before beyond the open door there's a new and fresh anointing hear the spirit calling you to go walk on through the door for the lord will go before you into a greater power you've never known before you know i feel the holy ghost here would you just lift up your voices and would you praise god would you praise the lord he's worthy come on i know it's wednesday night and it's time to praise god oh he's able he's able oh beyond the open door there's a new and fresh anointing hear the spirit calling you to go 
walk on through the door for the Lord will go before you and to a greater power you've ever known before I have this confidence because 